Okay, hello everyone and welcome to Actus Radio, the nation's only radio program dedicated to the clinical documentation improvement profession. Actus Radio is a bi-weekly program dedicated to bringing you closer to the difference makers, the CDI, and sharing the latest news and information relevant to the CDI profession and to Actus. Today, August 16th, marks our 75th program. So again, we're usually bi-weekly, but we're coming to you today with a a special show on how um, So You Want to Speak at the Actus Conference. So my name is Brian Murphy, Director of Actus, the Association of Clinical Documentation Improvement Specialists, and I'm, of course, your host for today's program. Um, next, I'd like to introduce our two industry guests today. Uh, these two will be chiming in a little bit on today's topic, but I have them on for um, another special reason, which I'll be sort of debuting at the end of the program. Let's, let me start by introducing for you uh, at left there, Debbie Mackerman. Uh, Debbie is an RHIA, CPCO, and CCDS. She's the uh, regulatory specialist with us here at HC Pro and a developer and lead instructor uh, in Middleton, Mass. for our HC Pro uh, Medicare Boot Camp, critical access hospital version, as well as our rural health clinic version. And she's also an instructor for the hospital version and utilization review versions. Uh, Debbie's is a healthcare veteran. She has more than 24 years of experience in the industry, everything from uh, inpatient, outpatient, prospective payment systems, coding, billing, and reimbursement issues for hospitals, CAHs or CAS as we call them here, and rural health clinics. You may have recognized her too as a presenter at the Actus Conference, and she's going to be sharing a little bit of insight um, there for us as well. So, welcome to the show, Debbie. Thank you, Brian. It's good to be on the program. Absolutely. All right. Next, I'd like to introduce uh, Andrea Cranach. Andrea is a CPC and is the director of NARI um, and is also the revenue cycle product manager for HC Pro. Andrea is responsible for product management and development across the revenue cycle continuum, including coding, compliance, billing and reimbursement, HIM case management, patient access, and finance. So welcome to the show, Andrea. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Again, I'll be uh, involving these guys a little more in the program uh, later on in the show, but uh, Debbie's certainly going to be assisting me with uh, today's topic, which is, so you want to speak at the Actus Conference. So let's go ahead and start with a poll related to today's topic. Um, again, I'll ask you guys to chime in on it and we will return to the poll results in just a few minutes. So um, really the poll is a simple one today. What do you look for in a good session at the National Actus Conference? I asked this poll question to hopefully give some of our potential presenters um, some insight uh, and, and some ideas. So is it perhaps uh, you're looking at in-depth clinical or coding information to help you with your day-to-day -day reviews, the CDI, specialist, perhaps it's an innovative process or tool to help you grow your department. Uh, do you look for actionable ideas you can implement right away? Um, maybe, maybe what you look for is a dynamic and interesting speaker, more so than the topic, <clears throat> or you haven't been to the conference yet. Interested to see how that result plays out. So again, what do you look for in a good session at the Actus Conference? Again, in-depth clinical coding information, innovative processes, tools to grow your department, actionable ideas that you can implement right away when you get home, 
dynamic or interesting speakers, or you haven't been to the conference. All right, we got a little over 70% of our audience that has voted. So we're gonna go ahead, close that out, and we will, of course, uh, return to that poll question uh, in just a few minutes. All right, so back to the topic. What makes for a good speaking proposal um, at the ACTUS conference? So let me just start by recapping. You know, um, we have our 11th annual conference, um, which is coming up in May in San Antonio. It's uh, May 21st to the 24th, San Antonio, Texas. We've been to San Antonio before. You guys might remember we were there in um, 2018. 20, excuse me, 2015. Uh, we're back there again by popular demand. It's a, it's a great spot for us. Uh, we're back at the brand new Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center. It's located right on the Riverwalk. Uh, and tomorrow we are planning on opening up, opening up our speaker application period. We'll be leaving up those applications for about three to four weeks to allow you guys to sort of ruminate on some ideas and, uh, and put them through. But today I'd like to spend a little time going through, you know, what it is that makes for a good ACTUS conference speaking proposal. Uh, we get a number of them every year. Um, and so a good speaking application is necessary for many reasons. So I wanted to kind of recap the process um, and how this works here. I'm going to go ahead and make sure you guys can see this. All right. I'll be pulling up in just a moment some, uh, some sample forms, et cetera. But the way it works is, so we use a peer review group, who in this case is the 2018 ACTUS Conference Committee. They review and rate all of our applications. Um, principally, what you should know there is that they can only rate what is on your application. It might sound obvious, but we do get speaking applications where perhaps someone has an innovative idea or, or a head-grabbing title, but they don't take, you know, perhaps haven't filled out the, uh, the proposal as well as we would like to see. So even though you might think you're a great speaker, you very well maybe, you might have a great process for record review. You might have an innovative idea that you've implemented successfully in your program, but really unless you spell those items out in significant enough detail, our committee will not know. Um, and of course, we always talk about the importance of documentation all the time with physicians. So I'll just remind you to do that yourself when you're filling out an application. Um, you know, also, in addition, so in addition to giving our conference committee the best look they can at a proposal, there is some stiff competition for our speaking slots. Um, last year, we had more than 160 speaking applications. Uh, to give you some perspective, we had about 54 final openings for the conference last year. So almost, just by numbers alone, almost two thirds of our applications were not selected. We did not have the room on the stage. So, you know, if, if you really are interested in speaking, you can differentiate yourself uh, from, from a, a lot of competition by filling out a good application. Um, and finally, you know, it bears mentioning that accepted speakers as well as co-presenters, and you can have up to two co-presenters on a session, have their conference fees waived. So speakers and co-speakers do not have to pay for admission to the conference. They still are responsible for their other expenses, but it will allow you to, to get in there um, without charge and share your ideas. It's also a great resume builder, of course. So those are just some of the reasons why you might like to present at the conference. Um, so what I'm gonna do right now is just share with you all 
uh, a couple of speaking proposals that um, I thought were particularly good. I've, I've sort of blocked out some of the contact information to uh, preserve the innocence here. But you know, this one, for example, um, well, actually, I don't want to share that one. I want to share this one. Let's see. So this is by um, Nicole Fox, who was a medical director of CDI at Cooper University, Cooper University Hospital last year. So, you know, we're going to ask you to fill out your name, credentials, um, email address, all that stuff this is typical. This is going to look a little different this year. We're using a new program, which I'm going to introduce in just a moment. But, you know, really what you should be doing is, is putting together sort of an engaging title. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect right out of the gate, but it should adequately capture the, um, what, you, what you're planning to present in the title. Um, so what, what I thought was interesting about uh, Nicole's presentation and why the committee ultimately selected it, and again, I'm, I, I'm usually part of the conference committee process, but they, they, all, they have the final say, but they really liked how focused this topic was. You know, it's really focused just on physician engagement. This is a evergreen topic. We've seen it before. We'll see it again. It's the ongoing challenge for CDI, but Nicole captured it very well. Um, so she provided some clear, direct learning objectives, um, engaging physicians in CDI, uh, using the EHR specifically to engage them, providing ongo ongoing education, and then rep and then methods to approach challenging phys physicians. So this was enough that um, it was it wasn't super ambitious and could be covered um, in the 60-minute time frame. She also put together a short but effective uh, outline. You know, you can see that right here, what she's going to be covering, establishing a physician-friendly CDI program, getting it set up right up front, uh, motivating physicians, making it relevant to them, uh, strategies to ensure 100% response rate to queries, which was, again, uh, sort of eye-opening for many of our folks on the committee, uh, and what to do with unanswered queries or an escalation process. Um, Nicole herself is a physician, which I think probably added to the uh, allure of this. Um, having a physician to talk about this topic was a draw, certainly, but really it was the it was the, the outline, uh, the clear clarity of the learning objectives. She also put together, um, you know, a nice marketing paragraph for us, and we ask you to do that in the application as well. So just some things to think about there. Um, I would say the takeaways from this one is it's really focused on the topic. It's got three clear objectives, um, and it can be covered within the allotted time frame. Be surprised at how quickly an hour goes past when when you're presenting. And um, you know, that, I, I will say all of our sessions are an hour in length, and that does include time for Q and A. So that is something to keep in mind too. We 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 will get some speaking applications that are just too ambitious for the time allotted. And it's, and it's usually pretty obvious to the conference committee that there's no way we'll be able to get through all that material. Um, any, any thoughts from you at all, um, Debbie, on this or, or just on for put to putting together a good application in general for the ACTUS conference? Yeah, I think in general, um, Brian, one of, the, one of the difficult things that we have is that 60 minute time frame, and that we have to, um, take and uh, 
that we have to take in. I'm sorry, hold on for just a second. No problem. <laughs> I think Debbie's got a visitor here with her. At the... While she's uh, taking care I'm of- I'm uh... sorry. I'm no sorry problem, about that. And someone knock on the door and my dog kind of got excited there. <laughs> so anyway, what I was trying to say is one of the one of the problems that we have is that 60 minute time slot and trying to stay very focused on your on your topic. And then I think the title of grabbing the attention of the committee first, because there's such a broad range of competition and so many different applications. So um, the focusing and, and of course, I I'm one of those people that there's so much information to try to stick into that 60 minutes. So I think being cognizant of that is probably one of the things that, like you say, does grab the, the committee's attention that you can cover the topic in that, uh, that time slot. All right. I want to show maybe just uh, two more quickly here. Um, I'll move through these relatively quickly, but what we have here is one from another speaker who was accepted last year, Jeff Morris, University of South Alabama Health System. Uh, Jeff, you may, if you, for those that went to his session, he presented on CDI and obstetrics and gynecology, a roadmap to program development and success. So, um, again, being part of the process, I know Jeff's session was accepted because it was it was innovative. You know, it was about a review area that not everyone is presently in. OBGYN is not something that um, a percentage of our members are reviewing these charts, but not everybody. So Jeff laid out the case, um, what he was going to cover again very well. He went into some considerable detail on his outline and objectives. Um, a little long, but certainly again, this was coverable. He was, it, you know, this is really he outlined the need for CDI reviewing these type of records. Um, he then moved into um, coding guidelines and coding clinics specific to this patient population. So again, focused um, on OBGYN, didn't go through coding guidelines in general, but really specific to this population. Some of the common diagnoses often overlooked and in need of specificity there, he had some great examples. Um, we also really liked how um, he brought in the APR-DRG system and talked about severity of illness and risk of mortality a little bit and how sometimes the review opportunity here is not necessarily um, obviously, your MSDRG population, but but improving the uh, severity of illness for those that are using the APR system. And then um, he wrapped up with monitoring and sustaining your program success. And he provided as well, you know, some sample tip sheets, pocket cards, and posters. Um, those are welcome as well. I will say that if if you if you are going to present and you've and you've created something like a tip sheet, position pocket cards. Uh, we can share those with our um, ACTUS attendees. We have, for those that have been to the conference, again, we have an ACTUS app. We can upload those in the materials section. We can upload those to the ACTUS website. You certainly can, can pull them up on your screen during the presentation. So again, he, he really hit on an innovative topic here, um, logical flow to the agenda. Um, and he had some sample polling questions as well that he was planning to work in. Um, you know, we, we do ask about teaching strategies as well. And, you know, we, we have with, with our Actus app, we can do live polls during the session. So Jeff took advantage of those as well. And again, put together a nice marketing paragraph. Um, 
as well as why he's qualified to speak on it. He's actually implemented uh, a review area uh, in OBGYN. So um, really a nice presentation here by Jeff that I wanted to highlight uh, for you guys. I'll share one more quickly and then we'll sort of wrap up um, um, this part of the presentation. This last one is, um, let's see. Uh, Rishi Bakshi, who is the medical director of CDI for University of Michigan Health System. Um, Rishi's uh, session was on leveraging the EMR to enhance CDI. Um, this one, again, made it through to the podium, and he did a very nice job presenting at the conference, got some really good reviews. Uh, I would say what allowed this one to get through and, and make it to um, the eventual uh, podium at Actus was he put together a really nice uh, pitch for his session. You know, he's he, he talks about some of the present problems with CDI, which is um, optimizing the query process and sort of teaching providers maybe up front in a dedicated session how to document better. Uh, but what what the, the problem is is that that's hard to sustain. You know, I've heard people refer to this process as sort of um, teaching by query, which isn't always the best way to teach doctors how to document. He instead proposes, uh, he has come up with a way to build out his EHR to make it a little more physician friendly. Um, do that up front, having CDI involved in some of the workflows of CDI, uh, of, of documentation for the physician. Um, he mentioned that this solution had resulted in a 20% increase in malnutrition capture over a two year period. That again was very interesting for the committee to see a concrete number as well as a diagnosis that they all struggle with. Um, so he's providing metrics of expected mortality and specific diagnosis capture, which he did. So this one I thought was, um, you know, the fact that it was a well-written pitch problem solution was presented for our um, conference committee. He had some statistics to talk about in terms of how actually this performed. And also they liked that it didn't focus on, and this is an important one, that it didn't focus necessarily on a single uh, unique platform, but rather principles that could be applied to EMRs in general. I know folks use you know, different EMRs, Cerner, Epic, others. Uh, this one just, it, you know, he, he, was, he managed to tailor the presentation so it wasn't too dependent on any one uh, EMR platform. Um, so I, I hope these three examples provide you with um, some ideas for the ACTUS conference. Again, um, to wrap up this section, what, what the committee is really looking for most are presentations that are actionable, you know, something you can take home, implement and adapt uh, either wholly or in part. Um, you know, if you're doing something like, like Jeff's presentation, OBGYN, like a coding or clinical presentation, you know, consider some real life case, case examples. Um, those are always a big hit and they really bring the education home. Um, if, you're, if you've implemented something new, like this one I've just showed you, you know, consider providing before and after data on how that new process worked or, or how the, your, your metrics have changed. You know, really try to scratch below the surface. Talk about your struggles, but how you also you overcame them and provide our uh, members and listeners at the conference with some actionable 
takeaway strategies. Those are the things they're really looking for. And if you put together a proposal that covers that, you've got uh, you've got a, a much greater chance of, of getting accepted. So, you know, obviously with Actus Radio, we record this. I encourage you to go back and, and listen to today's show if you are going to be applying. Um, you will see an application uh, in tomorrow's CDI strategies, and we'll be leaving that open for the better part of a month, three, three and a half weeks at least, to allow you to formulate some ideas. Um, oh, and I, I also should mention that our conference committee has put together uh, a list of must-have sessions for the 2018 conference. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. Uh, we encourage people to post, uh, to put in original ideas, and some of our best proposals have been original ideas, um, but they've also put together some suggestions to give you some thoughts on um, what it is they're looking for. So I'm not going to go through all these today. It's quite lengthy. We have six tracks, and they've detailed out, um, you know, in the code and clinical track, some ideas, management leadership track, you know, how to manage CDI staff, engage physicians and metrics, um, regulatory and quality initiatives. You're going to see this uh, in our speaking proposal. So I would encourage you to take a look at this. This might give you some ideas for what to present on. It will be, again, it will be um, in our CDI strategies newsletter. So take a look, but if, if something is here that that um, you want to present on but is not listed, I, I wouldn't consider this exclusive. Again, we, we do look for original ideas, uh, but we frequently we've gotten people who said, I'd love to present, but I'll present anything you want. What ideas do you have? That's really what this list is intended to do. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to uh, close that out. And at this point, we're going to uh, return to briefly to our poll uh, question. Go ahead and share my screen here again. Uh, we asked you, uh, what do you look for in a good session at the uh, National Actus Conference? So about 20. 6%, actually the, the highest majority haven't been. So about a third of our audience have not yet been to the Actus Conference. Of course, I would encourage you to go if, if budget allows. Uh, again, we'll be in San Antonio next May. But uh, for those that have been, 26% said an innovative process or tool to grow our department. So something that is going to you know, increase the breadth of their department. Very important. 25%, uh, about another quarter, are looking for in-depth clinical coding information. 9% uh, say an actionable idea to implement right away. And about 6% say a dynamic or interesting speaker. So interesting poll results. You know, it, it, this doesn't surprise me. Um, uh, to be honest, a dynamic, interesting speaker, I, I agree, is, is probably the lowest for a reason. People are looking for the idea more than the presenter. Um, there, there are some, obviously, some very good presenters uh, at our conference that we had that have made it back every year because they're a little bit of a, a name reputation. But uh, what, what our committee is really looking for is, is the idea presented um, interesting? Is it innovative? Uh, if it's coding or clinical, is it, um, does it have some great examples you can share? Does it, does it have examples of how it moves the APR DRG or the MS DRG? Uh, those are the things that they're really looking for. So, uh, again, I hope this was beneficial to you all. Um, 
that might be considering applying. If you have any questions about the application process, you can get me at bmurphy at actus.org. All right, so you know, in this spot, we, we typically be bringing you our in the news segment, but today I'd like to instead update you all um, on an exciting new development in healthcare, and that is the launch of the National Association of Healthcare Revenue Integrity, or NARI. So you can find them at uh, nari.org, and I'm gonna quickly pull up the, uh, the NARI homepage for you all to see. Here it is. So again, joining me today are two representatives from that organization. We have with us, uh, as I mentioned at the outset of the show, NARI Director Andrea Cranach, as well as NARI Board Member uh, Debbie Mackerman. Um, so, you know, I guess I'm going to navigate around the screen a little bit here for our, our viewers, but maybe I'll start with Debbie. You know, Debbie, I know revenue integrity is a, a little bit of a newer concept. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and what that what that concept means for our audience? Sure, Brian. Um, I think, you know, in general, I think the concept has been a goal of any healthcare provider out there, whether you're a hospital or a physician or any of our post-acute providers. But in the past, we've kind of looked at it as a revenue cycle, which is, um, in my mind, I always picture a circle, uh, a sequence of events, where now we're moving more towards the revenue integrity, which I think is, is a little bit more far-reaching and encompasses more of the staff, um, just trying to be more consistent and reliable for all points of a provider's um, revenue stream, and then also taking into account those regulatory environments, um, uh, requirements that we have out there that we're kind of constricted by. So I think all staff have a part in a revenue integrity um, rather than just the cycle itself. Andrea, do you have anything to add to that? Um, sure, I guess I can just say that uh, one of the first tasks of our um, advisory board, uh, which is an amazing group of, of uh, industry experts that's come together, one of their first tasks was to uh, come up with a standard definition of revenue integrity. I think every every hospital and health system had a, a slightly different definition, uh, up, you know, up until this point. So it was um, it was a, a great experience to kind of come together and and create um, a definition for the organization. Uh, I can share that quickly. Um, so Nari's definition is uh, that revenue integrity is to prevent reoccurrence of issues that can cause revenue leakage and compliance risk uh, through effective, efficient, replicable processes and internal controls across the continuum of patient care. And that has to be supported by appropriate documentation and the application of sound financial practices that are able to withstand audits at any point in time. So that is NARI's definition of revenue integrity. Yeah, it's it's impressive the, the, the board you guys have put together. I recognize a lot of these names. Um, you know, Ronald Hirsch has actually been on Actus Radio before. He's, I know he's very versed in Medicare regulations. I know Elizabeth Lampkin, and there's uh, a familiar face, Debbie Mackerman there herself, Terry Rinker, Valerie Wrinkle is uh, uh, pretty brilliant when it comes to all things uh, Medicare billing and regula regulatory. So really a great group here. John Settlemeyer, another guy who's been involved in the industry. Jagna Shah is, is um, you know, the person when it comes to fusions, injections, as well as other Medicare regulations, you know, drug billing, et cetera. Um, 
you know, maybe we'll, we'll I can have you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of, act, obviously we have a lot of ACTUS members, folks interested or involved in the CDI profession on ACTUS radio. Uh, is there, what, what kind of overlap uh, does revenue integrity have with the CDI profession? Maybe I'll start off with, with you, Debbie, you could talk a little bit about that. Sure. Um, I, I think the overlap, um, as you can see by the board members who are who have spoken at Actus or involved in Actus themselves, um, I think you know documentation has always been the key to good solid revenue integrity. It, it just supports the medical necessity of any service, um, whether that's on the outpatient side or the inpatient side, or whether that's in some of our post-acute providers or some of these other new areas that we see uh, CDI going into, such as the um, pediatrics or the home health side or even in the critical access hospital side. So CDI is, is providers frontline defense to get that good solid documentation and then be part of that, an integral part of that revenue integrity. Um, I think by creating this platform through NARI, I think we're going to provide a wide range of professionals a place to land and have that discussion and network and, and be able to show that we all are part of that revenue integrity. CDI is just more um, part of another spoke of that revenue integrity wheel. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Debbie. Andrea, what is what is it we can expect out of of NARI in the coming months? Um, what what are we what are you kicking off for uh, some of the initial members here? Sure, exactly. So. Um, we uh, we just launched this week, uh, so it's been an exciting expi uh, exciting time right now, um, and um, we have some great sort of welcome um, offers and things like going on that going on right now, um, uh, and then some things coming up uh, later this year and in the future. So we have uh, our conference is in the fall. We're going to be in uh, Franklin, Tennessee, uh, in October, October 23rd and 24th, and that's the Revenue Integrity Symposium. Uh, we're going to have uh, most of the board uh, present at that and doing roundtable sessions, and, and it's going to be a great conference, so we're really excited about that. Um, we have, we're doing research on uh, starting up a credential for revenue integrity professionals. We've had, um, we've talked to a number of people in the end, um, and that seems to be a big request, being able to uh, demonstrate expertise in this area. So we're currently uh, in development there, and, um, you know, just... Uh, getting uh, some of our member benefits. We have our, our journal um, that we're publishing and networking calls and forms and tools. And, you know, so we're continuing to um, increase our offering there. So um, uh, it's a really exciting time uh, right now. And, and I'm excited about what's ahead for the organization. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on the show and talking a little bit about it. I just pulled up your your forum page here, I think this gives folks a good idea of what it is you cover, you know, billing and claims, payment methodologies, reimbursement, uh, coverage, coverage policies. Um, I already see some posts here from the likes of Ronald Hirsch, Terry Rinker, and others. Uh, so encourage you guys to check, take a look at NARI. Uh, again, nari.org nari is the home. So congratulations, Andrea. I hope it's a, a big success for you. Thanks, Brian. All right. I'm going to wrap up here quickly with just a brief Actus update. Again, Actus update is a regular feature bringing you the latest updates on what's going on inside of Actus. Uh, so tomorrow, I'd like to remind our members, we have a Actus quarterly conference call. Um, as a reminder, this takes place every quarter, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's open to Actus members. 
listening to this call and, and taking our post-call survey allows you to earn one CCDS CEU towards recertification. So tomorrow's call is being run by my colleague, Melissa Varnavis. Um, if you go here, you will see, uh, this is for Actus members only, but you can see how to register for the call. Again, these are free with membership. You just have to sign up with this link here. Uh, we'll be sending out more information via email to our Actus members. Uh, tomorrow's call is all about our new clinical validation white paper. I would encourage you guys to check it out if you haven't already taken a look at that white paper. It's available here um, and then here. Uh, we'll be having a couple members of the our new CDI Practice Guidelines Committee who contributed greatly to the writing of that paper on to discuss it, as well as our usual board members, and it will be all about clinical validation. So please go ahead and uh, listen in to tomorrow's call. Again, we, we do, like Actus Radio, we do record these calls, so they're made available to you if you can't make it um, during that hour. All right, well, that will about do it for today's uh, edition of Actus Radio. We're gonna go ahead and uh, pull up our, just our closing screen here. Hope you can join us uh, again and back here in two weeks for developments in outpatient CDI. The show is gonna have CDI uh, Pocket Guide author Richard Pinson, uh, my co-host Alan Frady. We'll get into some details about the emerging practice of outpatient CDI as well as some exciting new developments from Actus. So again, that will be uh, Wednesday, August 30th. As always, if you have any suggestions for future guests, ideas about the format of the show, or questions about how to apply to speak at the Actus Conference, please send me an email at bmurphy at actus.org. That will do it. Thanks again, Andrea uh, and Deb, for being on the show, and we'll see you back here again in two weeks. Take care, everyone. Thanks, Brian. Thanks.